Okay, we're back for another Katasa Healing Talk. Today's talk is the third one in the series on life energy. And this one is about the importance of life energy on an awakening journey. Can't wait. My name is Helmut. I'm here again with Laura. Hi, Laura, our dear friend, and my wife, Kay, my wonderful, beautiful wife, Kay. <laughs> Kate Cudell Whitaker, she's the author of The Reluctant Shaman and Sacred Link and um, the elder of the Katasa tradition. And she has also studied the pre-dynastic Egyptian traditions for, tradition for a long time. And so, as I said, today's talk, the importance of life energy on an awakening journey. We are doing this series on life energy because we are offering a course on life energy that, in, that includes uh, the Katasa the Life Energy Initiation Ceremony Guided Life by Kay yeah, on June 12th. Um, there is going to be a, a link uh, in the description about, uh, of this video where you can find out more about this course and how you can register and join. So, okay, let's get started. Welcome uh, again. Enjoy. Uh, Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, life energy, it's a big subject. Like I've said before, it's, um, you just keep talking for days and days and days and not run out of things to say uh, about life energy. So today uh, we're going to focus in on the awakening journey and what does life energy have to do with that? Why is that important? Uh, first, I think the best thing to, to talk about is to describe what Awakening really means to Katasi, the Peruvian tradition, and to the pre-dynastic Egyptians, and, and many, many other very ancient and indigenous uh, traditions around the planet. For these ancient people, awakening is, is about... Um, looking into yourself in a very deep and very honest way and finding out what kind of programming that you have, no matter what culture that you've come from. Uh, all cultures imprint programming onto their, their children. It's you know, teaching them about the culture, teaching them about um, what they think it, it means to be human, how to get along uh, with with other humans and <clears throat> and society, whatever kind of society that is, culture. And there's a lot of um, lot of a lot of times cultures end up imprinting um, shoulds and demands on on the people and beliefs beliefs and ideas about what life is what the universe is what our role in life is what our role in our family should be and what our role in the culture should be and 
beliefs about all kinds of things that, that we have and we experience, that we think about in our lives. And there's often um, things that aren't true or aren't quite true in, in this um, culturalization. We, we literally are being programmed. And so for awakening, for these people, it means to unplug the programming, whatever that is, and search inside yourself for what things you took on and took inside yourself and started to believe uh, and believe very strongly with a lot of emotional charge. Um, and essentially, when we're programmed, uh, all this information we just take on blindly. We don't question it. When we're really tiny, we, it never occurs to us to really question most of the stuff. It's just what everybody says around you and all the big people, the grown-ups say. And this is what the world is. This is the way it is. This is the way humans are. This is what society is. This is how you get along in society. And uh, you're able to become good at things you need to be, be good at in your culture. <clears throat> and we get uh, we get very tied uh, to the programming. We um, we take it very seriously, and in some cultures, this programming is really really intense with a lot of emotional charge. That's the way it is in our modern culture. We have a lot more programming than many of our ancestors or indigenous um, primitive living peoples. We have uh, a lot more of the blind beliefs and a huge emotional charge on all of these things. That this is the truth. This is the real truth, the only truth in the world. And you have to believe it and you have to live by it and you have to pass it on to your kids, share it with other people, make sure that you and the other people around you are uh, listening to this programming and these blind beliefs inside your, your own head. So that's sort of self-policing. And that becomes a, a trap. Uh, that they called falling asleep. This is, this is uh, a spiritually uh, falling asleep, a numbness, a fog that comes over us. It, it's, it's like we, we climb into a little box and seal it all up and we're in there. Uh, there's a screen there and we're looking at the screen and we have uh, headphones on we're listening to what comes through the headphones and that's all the programming what's on the screen what's on the headphones it's the programming that we repeat to ourselves and everybody around us is repeating to us constantly so in our modern culture this this is uh it's so big, it's so huge, and so 
um, dynamic and intensely, intensely charged. When we come up to another person or a group of people that believe differently, their programming was different. And so their blind beliefs are, are really different and very charged. Um, it often means there's a clash. There's some kind of clash that's going to happen because it's difficult for us to understand each other. It's difficult to, um, to try to understand what these people are thinking or why they do what they do or say what they say and think what they think. Uh, and we think we're right, of course. We're doing everything the right way, the true way. And we don't, we don't understand why they don't want to accept that. They don't want to listen to us. Uh, so the cultures clash. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a perfect demonstration of the degree of asleepness. This, this automatic pilot behavior that we, we go into when we've been programmed. And all cultures have some degree of programming, some whole lot more. I think our modern culture has probably outdone all the cultures that we are aware of before us and everybody around us. We're, we have... Um, so much of this blind belief and the programming is so extensive and has such intense emotional charge to it. Uh, our, we learn how to identify with the programming. We think that's who we are. Everything that that programming is about, we think that's who and what we are. We identify very literally with the programming that happens to everybody that has any kind of programming, any degree of that programming. But in our culture, it's, it's bigger and stronger. It puts us to, to sleep in this consciousness sleep state. And it's, it's much deeper than um, many of these cultures, the ancient cultures that went before so that means um, if we're going to try to unplug the programming, if that's what waking up means, then we have a lot more work to do than uh, the ancient, ancient ones before us. And probably many of the truly, truly primitive indigenous people that are left on the planet today. So what does life energy have to do with, with the programming? Well, um, everything. It has everything to do with the programming and unplugging from the programming. So when we don't have a lot of life energy moving through us, uh, it, it gets really hard to challenge that programming or to see past it. It's, it's hard to give up uh, that intense uh, devotion and, and literally an addiction that we have to our blind beliefs in the programming. When we 
when we're in this programming and we're in the fog, we are doing the, the asleep thing, then we've also learned how to turn down the sensory input in, into our system. We learn how to turn the volume down on all the physical senses and turn it way down on all the spiritual senses. And to help accommodate this and help stay asleep, we also turn down the volume of the life energy that is able to come into our body and be utilized. When, when we wake up, we, we're getting out of that box. We're getting out of the restrictions. We're, our biggest restriction in this box is being locked into a linear way of thinking, into just the mental linear thinking with all the words and all the blind beliefs that we've got stashed away, all those ideas. And that becomes our whole world. That becomes the glasses that we are totally wearing all the time uh, that filter the information coming from the real world, filters it so that we only see things that match the programming and the blind beliefs. And then if, if they don't match, then we throw them out or we ignore them or we plain just don't even see them. We don't perceive it. It just kind of skips right on by. Outside the box... That's the rest of the world. And a whole lot of the rest of the world is the non-linear. That's the spiritual aspect of ourselves and the world around us uh, in the whole universe. We've closed that off. With the programming, we've closed off the spiritual aspects of, of our whole existence and our ability to to perceive all those things, all the nonlinear. There's a whole lot more nonlinear than there is the linear, the little thin mental linear layer that is wrapped around physical matter, the material world, the material way of looking at things. That's what we were trapped in the box with that, with that very small, small perspective. And it's very distorted. And it ends up showing us uh, our blind beliefs that they're true and right, just as we were told. And it just keeps the programming going. It keeps us being more hooked in and more addicted to it as we go through life, self-perpetuating. It's very good at self-perpetuating, this, this big asleep machine, programming. So to wake up, we've got to get out of the box, and we have to start perceiving things without uh, the distorted glasses that uh, 
are coming from the all the blind beliefs of the programming. We want to be able to perceive the world as it actually is. We want to be able to perceive ourselves for exactly who and what we really and truly are. The matter world, we're part matter. We have a linear mind. That's part of us. But those are the small parts. And they, they serve certain functions, allow us to be physical entities here uh, on this planet and have a physical life and interact in that way, in physical terms with everything else. And that's beautiful. But it's only a piece, a tiny, tiny piece of our world, of reality. And we have all the tools in, inside us. We're born with all these these tools of perception, these spiritual senses. So to really, truly wake up, we have to unplug the blind beliefs. Just, you know, unplug them and let them go. Um, It's not a war. Can't make a war out of it because you'll always lose. But in a peaceful negotiation and realization that, those things are not you. All that programming is not you. Never has been. That you are so much bigger. So much bigger, vaster, and ancient. Ancient, way, way, way beyond this physical life. Beyond accounting, we're incredibly ancient. And we've been having experiences all this time through all these eons and eons and eons. We've been all kinds of places, different kinds of of experiences and lifetimes, if you want to call them that. But we've, we've been doing so many different things. Sometimes we have physical lifetimes, physical bodies like, like we do now, maybe here on earth, maybe we've been human before a bunch of times. That's pretty common. Maybe we've been other things on this planet, animals or plants. And, you know, that's pretty common too. It's not a bad thing. It's not a less than thing. It's just different experience. And we've been in all kinds of different life forms. We've manifested in these different forms on different planets, all through our universe. We've lived in places that uh, don't require this kind of physical body and experienced things uh, in all those very, very, very different kinds of places and ways. And we've, it's been us. It's been our true self. Our, it's what a, the headache is called our song, our total beingness which is so ancient and full of these memories and the knowledge and the experience from all this eons and eons of lifetimes. And we can bring it here. When we're in the programming here, we shut all that out, all those those kinds of memories, um, as much of the knowledge from those things as possible so that we could stay in the programming and experience things from the viewpoint of the programming. 
And we did it on purpose because we wanted to experience things that way. It's not a less than, it's not a bad thing. It's not, it's not inferior. It's not, we haven't done anything wrong or bad or stupid. We purposefully decided to experience those things, but the times are different now and the old world is ending. A new world is, is beginning to be created and it's time for all, all the old world things, all this asleepness and this programming that's been completely dominant in our culture. It's time for them to end. And it's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to unplug it all in, in a very fun and loving and beautiful and exciting way. And the first step is to find out who you actually are. Who is your song? What is your song? That's your true identity. And the ancients have ceremonies for discovering this, for finding this and experiencing it and learning for yourself by experiencing who and what you really are and remembering, bringing the memory back from way before this current lifetime. In the Hedekas tradition, we have what we call this finding your song ceremony. This is their first thing. Their, their biggest, best, uh, famous ceremony that uh, everything starts out with. And they start teaching their kids this ceremony when they're really tiny, toddlers. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful, simple, uh, doesn't usually take very long, but it can if you want it to. It's, it's, it's a ceremony that teaches you how to move your attention out of the programming and stretch it out into your song and to experience it, feel your song, feel who you really are, who you really have always been and what that is. It's a life-changing ceremony. In the Etika's tribe, um, they do a little song ceremony before every big ceremony, sometimes afterwards too. And for all kinds of other occasions, they do song ceremonies as a kind of meditation at any time, day or night, that you would wish to do that and experience that. And that's where it all begins. That's where it starts. The next step is tuning into the life energy. Now, we've talked about before in the sessions before this about what life energy is. It is this this living, very, very alive energy that uh, permeates the entire universe. And it's always moving. It's always moving. It's like an ocean rivers that are constantly moving it is it contains all knowledge all knowledge of the universe all history all the potentials for the future 
everything that's currently happening, all kinds of different knowledge and information about linear material things, about uh, spiritual things, uh, everything contains everything. It, came, it contains every kind of energy, every, every sort of energy that you could think of, you ever heard of, it's all contained in the life energy. The life energy permeates the field of aliveness that fills the entire universe, saturates everything. And the life energy is always always moving, always move, moving through everything, moving around everything, going to and from everything. It collects all information. And it's all, this is all non-linear. This is happening in the spiritual realms. Non-linear, outside of time and space. And this is how the universe communicates with itself, every little part of the universe. All this information is going into the field. It's going into the life energy. It's being carried here and there from one song to the next song to the next song. Everything's alive. Everything is a song. It's carrying nutrients. It's carrying uh, love. Huge, huge, universal, unconditional love, sharing it with everything and everybody. And everything is sharing what they have and what they're experiencing into that life energy and into the the feel. When we're trying to wake up, we, we need more life energy. We need to get access to it back. When we're born, we have full access to life energy. And it, it travels and moves into us in several different ways. When we're in the programming, we should turn the volume down on that life energy. We just crank it way down so there's just barely enough to you know kind of keep us alive and toddling along. We need to turn the volume back up. And that's what this, this ceremony, the Dance of the Earth, Fire Serpent, this initiation into the life energy is all about. We're reclaiming what is our birthright, what we were born with, and what we are entitled to have uh, as a physical human being. We're entitled to have this huge, giant flow of life energy. Now, the... The first flows that are talked about when we study these things are uh, ones that are um, vertical. And they come from the earth, life energy from the heart of the earth, comes up through the chakra below our feet, which is deeply connected into the earth and gives us all kinds of earth energy and connectedness and information. That life energy comes up through the bottom of the feet, into the chakras of the feet, up the legs. You have these channels, big channels, go up the legs. There's chakras in the knees. There's the chakras of the spinal column. And the bottom one is usually called the base chakra. It's down the bottom of the spine near the genital area. 
and it goes up. We have uh, all these other chakras, the heart chakra, go all the way up the spine, the throat, and and all the way up. They also you got nice big chakras in your shoulders, channels that go down the arms, big chakras in the palms of the hands, very, very special, and in the tips of the fingers. And we need this life energy to come back up the channels because we squished the channels. We try to squish them all the way shut. So in this ceremony, with the help of the Mother Earth, um, and her magic and her power, she's a lot bigger than we are, and she's a whole lot smarter. And she knows how to do this and does it with great, great ease. She sends her life energy into our body from the down below and going up, out, out the arms and, and up, and up, 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 above the head. As that happens, your channel starts to stretch open. It starts to get cleaned because we've dropped a lot of energetic baggage there. A lot of programming, a lot of fear, a lot of anger, you name it. It's in there. It's trying to block the channels, squeeze them shut, shove the channels full of garbage so the, the flow can't move through. So, um, the mother's life energy helps you clean it all up and open the channels, open the chakras all back up. The other uh, way, vertical, but going down. There's an equal flow of life energy that should be coming from the sun, from the galaxy, down through this channel. Goes all the way down, goes down the shoulders and the arms, into the hands, the fingers, down the legs, feet, back into the earth, and feeds into the heart of the earth. It's like two big rivers of life and light and fire. That's what the ancients say. Two big rivers, giant rivers of light and life and fire. And they're moving through you in the two directions at once, always. Even when they're pinched down, they're, they're still trickling around in there, going in two directions. But when the channels get open, we have two rushing rivers. Rushing. Cleaning everything, helping to open and spread the channels. And as we... Uh, do this, it's, it wake, wakes up the chakras. It wakes up our third eye, uh, wakes up our perception of the non-linear and the spiritual so that um, gradually for each person is different as to how much uh, that gets all woken up at once because <laughs> you don't want it to all happen all at once. It would be way too startling and just way, way overload. So as each person uh, needs things opened and then to the, the maximum that they, they can deal with it at the time, that's how much opening happens in the first ceremony, the Dance of the Earth Fire Serpent Initiation. And 
it's a huge difference. The energy level, the conscious awareness of it, the connection, conscious connection, spiritual, nonlinear connection to this life energy. And the life energy always follows our intent. That's the way the universe is designed. It follows uh, what is in our intent, subconscious and conscious. And we, we learn that, we experience it, we understand it, and we learn more and more and more as time goes on and we keep using the life energy. We learn more about what that really means, that the life energy follows our intent. It means we can use it to heal ourselves. We can use it to help heal the earth. We can use it uh, to learn how to help heal other people and the animals and the plants. We can use it to help teach and and share what, what we're learning with others. It plugs us back in in a very conscious way, a conscious level, into that connectedness that is the whole field of awareness, the whole field of aliveness that's out there. It plugs us back into that kind of connectedness and universal access to, to all knowledge, all history, all experience, anybody's experience. We can learn from that, and we, we learn more and more, piece by piece, how to tune into these things. Another way that life energy comes into our body is multidirectional. It's just everywhere around us. It's, it's moving, rivers, the ocean, the tide, the currents, and it's coming from all, all the other entities, all the other songs, as they are connecting with us and we're connecting with them. We're sending life energy out in all directions and through these, these chakras uh, to everybody, everything. It's, we're completely connected and it's very, very, very interactive. And there's so much knowingness there. There's so much uh, information and knowledge to be experienced and in this nonlinear way, in the spiritual way, to learn something it means you're experiencing it. All knowledge comes from experience at that level. In that linear way that we've been learning in our culture, uh, it's external. It's like lectures and books and memorizing. Uh, it's very... Um, it's like it's two dimensional. It's kind of it's flat, <laughs> and it's it follows space and it follows time, and you have to learn one little piece at a time, and then connect those dots. That's the way linear learning is. It takes a lot of time. Nonlinear spiritual learning, you learn anything. And it, that learning happens very quickly because 
it happens through experience. You learn it from experience. So it's really hard to to get um, spiritual knowledge to to be able to get past the, the linear mind and which censors everything because it's looking through those those glasses made out of the blind beliefs and the programming. When we're asleep like that, we get trapped in the linear and we've been um, kept away from everything spiritual and nonlinear. And now we're trying to backtrack, go in the other direction and tone down the linear uh, the linear mind thinks that it's it's the uh, the king, and that it's the dictator, and it wants to control everything because we've always told it that's what its job was to do that. So it keeps thinking it has to do that. But as long as it's doing that, it keeps the programming and the blind beliefs intact and keeps you away from spiritual experience, spiritual knowledge, spiritual understanding, and knowingness. So the life energy, uh, this puts you on the fast track. If you try to do all this kind of thing without the life energy being opened and that volume of life energy coming back and being there constantly, it's it's extremely hard, extremely slow, and with a real high probability of failure because it's, it's so hard to get out of, of the, that emotional charge, the addictive charge that we have to that programming. So in the ancient cultures, in these, these um, so-called primitive cultures, they all have some form of life energy opening to accelerate this connection back to the wholeness of ourselves and the wholeness of the universe and accessing the nonlinear, the spiritual, and making that part of ourselves. And with all of that, it means remembering who we are, who we really are. The life energy brings that right back in a very, very whole and very visceral way. So life energy, life energy opening, having that access uh, is so big for so many things. It's a requirement for being able to wake up spiritually. It's an incredible benefit for your physical body and your physical health. And we share it with everybody and everything around us, uh, whether we intend to or not. It's just happening because that's what, what our beingness, our song does, and our body does. Being alive here as a human, we're connected to everybody, everything, and the life energy is just going out, it's going in, and it's being shared. 
So when we have more life energy and the channels are open, the chakras are open, all of the programming starts to fall away. And when we work on it purposefully to make the programming go away faster, easier, uh, the life energy just keeps increasing. And the benefits keep increasing. So that's, that's what life energy has to do with the spiritual path and waking up. There's, like I mentioned many times before in other videos, there's lots of different um, descriptions of waking up that are used uh, in our modern culture. And they, they talk about many different kinds of things and at different levels. Um, people talk about politically waking up to the politics that are really going on, um, waking up um, medically to your own health, to what's going on with the medical communities. And what do they do for you? What do they don't do for you? What can you do for yourself? Uh, as we wake up, um, that's we're learning those things. But uh, the vernacular that's being used in these different groups, that's what waking up means to them. So if you are studying any of these different things and the, um, the politics and the health and um, the world of medicine, uh, you're going you're gonna to hear these things and they're not talking about the same things exactly. And even in some modern um, spiritual traditions, the idea of waking up is a little different. It doesn't quite mean the same thing as it does with the pre-dynastic Egyptians and the Peruvian Hedekas. With these ancient people, waking up means totally unplugging all the programming and all the blind beliefs. That means you have to look inside yourself honestly, with great honesty and determination and persistence. Uh, what are you carrying inside you? What's in your subconscious? Has life experiences, traumas, uh, fear, anger, frustrations, all kinds of stuff. We, we need to be honest with ourselves, face it without judgment, cannot do any of this unplugging, waking up, unless you take the path of non-judgment. You cannot be judging and condemning anything or anybody or yourself while you're trying to follow these kinds of practices because it just plugs you right back into to that foggy asleep matrix. And that's what we're trying to, to undo, unplug, and, and get rid of completely. So this is, um, this pretty much covers about 
everything we need to talk about today about what does life energy have to do with a spiritual path, spirituality. And that's what it is. So. Thank you, Kay. That's beautiful. I don't know what happened to you at the end, but I think we had connection problems and your your audio got out of sync with the, with the video, but I hope everything is recorded okay. A lot of going out of sync seems to happen these days. I watch a lot of videos, other people's videos, and and uh, yeah, there's a lot of them going out of sync. So if they really want to know, if you guys really want to know, you just won't watch the lips while you're while you're listening <laughs> and watching the video, and and uh, yeah, get the gist, get the goods, get the energies that. Coming with the video and all that information that's there. Okay, I don't think it's going to synchronize. So listen to what Kate just said. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the dance of the Earth Fire Serpent is what this, this, this initiation is called in Katase. You can find out more about the upcoming ceremony at katase.world forward slash Earth Fire Serpent Life. And and that's it. Laura, any thoughts? Oh, no, this was just fantastic. And I've offended people by saying, I, I you know, because I'll talk to people about this, you know, these studies and the ceremony and that it's an opportunity to wake up. And just as simple as that, I've offended many people who've explained to me that they're awake. You know, and, ha- you know, it's different language. It really is, you know, I've had to explain to them that the apologies (laughs) that in our language, it's a, you know, in the ancient tradition, I'm, you know, it's the, the waking up is different, you know, is, is used differently. So I'm glad you talked about that. Yeah. People, you know, all the different little areas that they're interested in, maybe it's diet, uh, or it's exercise and they gotten into it big and now they're awake to the uh, ideas of, of diet, bad diet, uh, you know, bad modern food. They understand that now. And, and so for them, that's, that's awake. Yeah. And or same with the exercise, uh, same with all kinds of other different areas of life and different fields. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes it's just not studying it in this case, choosing any path, but Christianity was, you know, is considered being awake in, in some language. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that calls for another talk. Oh, yeah. no, I, think, <laughs> I think we've done that talk actually. I think if they go into the library, they can find a really juicy one on waking up. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we should revisit it anyway. If you want to go into the library, by the way, that Laura just mentioned, that's katasa.world forward slash library. And if people want to talk with any of us, Laura, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at info at lauraketty.com. And that's L-O-R-A-K-E-D-D-I-E. I'd be happy to talk to you about any of this. 
Okay, if you want to talk with me, you can go to katasa.world forward slash talk. <laughs> and I think that's it for the day. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's great. That's very fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We see you hopefully next Thursday for the fourth one in the series. And that one is about the importance of life energy uh, in heal in the healing arts and doing healing work for others and for yourself. All right. We see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Love you. Love you all. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.